Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. In a world of twisted facts, alternative narratives, corrupted corporations, and hacked feeds, how can we decipher the difference between truth and fiction? It's time to take back the truth. Read Robert Kiyosaki's Fake and learn the signs to recognize fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets. Determine what's real in a world where falsehoods are a weapon. Don't let fake advice destroy your financial future. Visit therealkiyosaki.com to read Fake by Robert Kiyosaki. That's therealkiyosaki.com. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. This is another program on seeing clearly, I mean, what is going to happen in the future. See, what happens for most people is they can't see clearly. And then they get run over and wiped out and pounded into the ground and they cry and wail and they want more welfare. But anyway, so that's why with the Rich Dad Radio Show, we have people who can see clearly. So our topic today at the Rich Dad Radio Show are the, is called the three threats. The three big threats to global prosperity. Because right now, everybody is celebrating. Stock market is up again today, and everybody's happy, America's strong, and everything is wonderful in the States. Prosperity is back again and all this. The difference is, is that the trouble with America and Americans is they tend to live in a fishbowl. And what happens in a fishbowl, when you're a fish in a fishbowl, you can't see out. Everybody can see in, but the fish are blind to seeing out. This is one big blur to them. So I was just in Bangkok, Thailand with my good friend Richard Duncan, who's been a friend of Rich Dad for years. And he and I were sharing the stage in front of you know 2,500 fabulous people from all over the world, but primarily Thailand. And I know why Richard, an American, lives in Thailand because the Thai are such gentle, peaceful people. And it was an amazing program. So Richard and I had a full two hours on stage together. And Richard Duncan was talking about the three threats that he sees today to global prosperity. Now, the one thing good about seeing the future is you're aware of it. And suddenly after he talked, he and I had a long discussion, two hours, and we had another hour in the green room talking about the three threats of global prosperity, I could see clearly now. I could hear and see things that I didn't see before. You know, I just didn't pay attention to it. You know, I come back to the States, it's all about Trump and this and that, and it's it's just, I don't, I don't get it, you know, but there is such a hate against Trump and for Trump, and I've never seen such vitriol and hate, I mean absolute hate, between Republicans and de Democrats, and then we had, you know, the guy Kavanaugh and the woman who, 
accuse him of having sex, and it's just hate. And you can't see anything in America today because it's just hate. And, you know, it's not social media. It's anti-social media. You know, I don't even know what's real anymore. So it was refreshing to be talking to Richard, again, an American. He's worked with the IMF and the World Bank. He's an economist, and he is the author of fabulous books. The first one I read was The Dollar Crisis. came out in 2003. Then came The Corruption of Capitalism in 2011. And The New Depression, The Breakdown of the Paper Money Economy. So naturally, you can tell Richard and I are on the same song sheet. Because I don't really think you can just keep printing money and have people accept it. Now, I could be wrong. You know, forever, maybe they'll just keep accepting money that they create out of thin air. Who knows? It might work. You know, Richard kind of thinks it might. So who knows, you know? But I really don't want to accept fake money the rest of my life, but many people are happy to accept it. So that's Richard Duncan. And then I came home and I was all excited and talking to Kim. I said, well, there's three threats to global prosperity. Then I couldn't explain it to her. <laughs> so, so as soon as I got back, I got Tony and Melissa, our producers, and said, call Richard up. If I can't explain it to Kim, then it's best the world hears about it through Rich Dad Radio. Any comments, Kim? Well, I, I love Richard Duncan, and he's one of the smartest guys I know. And what I love is when we can have economists and really intelligent people on our show that can give us indicators of what to look for in the future. Because everybody's like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But if you can have some indicators, well, pay attention to this and pay attention to that, and that might tell you something. I, I love that kind of I love that kind of information. And uh, when you're talking about the news, you know, I, there's so much fake news out there now. But I mean, I've been gone for two weeks, and I come back, and it's the same news. Yeah. Nothing changed. It's the same news. They're just rehashing it over. I mean, how long can they go on with one story? I mean, it's like weeks well, of the same story. This isn't news. This is Jerry Springer. Yeah, you know, and it's never is... good news. They never show good news. It's all bad yeah. news. It makes you depressed and makes you feel that puts you in fear and makes you feel like the world's coming to an end. And it's so not that I don't sexual. watch the news. There are other things happening in the world. So I come, you know, Richard, so we come back to the States and not, nothing is worthwhile listening to. So you're it. You're it, Richard. <laughs> so Richard, please, uh, you know, please introduce yourself, a little bit of your background about being an economist. You've traveled the world. But more importantly, why you had hiding out in Bangkok, okay? Well, I moved to Asia when I was 25. I moved to Hong Kong in 1986. And it was perfect timing because Asia was booming. The first year I was in Hong Kong, the, Hong Kong's economy grew by 13%, and the stock market went up 100%. And so I've ridden a great Asian economic miracle um, for the last three decades and also in, enjoyed the, the nice lifestyle and the nice people who live here. Along the way, I've, I've managed research departments, uh, equity research departments for James Capel Securities and Solomon Brothers. I had a consulting job for the IMF here in Bangkok during the Asia crisis. And I worked for the World Bank for a couple of years. And eventually I became global head of investment strategy for ABN AMRO, asset management based in London, looking at all the asset classes globally. And I've written three books, as you mentioned. And, and now, I, now my job is I make a video newsletter called Macro Watch, uh, following 
macroeconomic developments and how they impact asset prices. So that's that's what I do. And I hide out in Thailand because the Thai people are so nice, charming, polite. It's almost always sunny. Food is good. Uh, it's just a very nice place to live. So that's, that's why I'm here. Yeah, I don't know how you stay so skinny with all that great food out there. <laughs> but anyway... The food is fantastic. The people are just, and they just come Saudi. It's very, very gentle, very peaceful. You know, so it's a fantastic country. But anyway, and we were at the big, big show in Bangkok. Again, about 2,500 wonderful people. And you and I had two hours on stage, and you were talking about the three threats to global prosperity. So if you could just list them off to start, and then we'll get into depth because they're all kind of related and it's worth paying attention to. So take it okay, away, Richard. So, right, so the, the, as I see it, the, the big threats to the global economy now and, and our global prosperity, the first one is the risk that interest rates are going to move significantly higher. The second one and, and is they are that, And they are moving higher, which is why Trump kind of give an offhand remark to the Fed, right? They are moving higher. Yes, yeah. they have started moving up, and there have already been repercussions. The second threat is the possibility that China's economy is going to go into a severe crisis, uh, particularly now that the Trump administration has declared a, a trade war and possibly even a cold war against China. This is a financial war, or, or do you see a possible shooting war? Because there's a lot of um, military stuff going on also. Hopefully it will not become a, a shooting war, but these are still early days. We'll have to see how it plays out. And the third risk is a rising dollar, an increasing appreciation of the U.S. dollar relative to other currencies, which is also happening. Okay, so the three are, once again, is rising interest rates which the Fed is doing right now, and Trump made some offhand remark, which upset a lot of people because the Fed is supposed to be independent, but I have my doubts that it is. It's pretty politic politicized, especially after the crisis in 2008. The second is, again, China, and Trump is in this Cold War with China, and they pulled out of the, you know, the TPP and then we're going to talk about how Canada and Mexico fit into the equation also. And, and Richard, when you say China economy crisis, I know we're going to go into more detail, but is the crisis because of the U.S. trade war possibility or are there other factors? There are other factors. I think okay. China's economy was heading for a crisis even before the Trump administration okay. announced that it was going to impose very large trade tariffs on Chinese exports to the U.S. But okay. you predicted that yeah, in the dollar did. crisis, which came out in 2003 anyway. So you were way ahead of the call on that one. I was too early on China having a crisis. Uh, but since then, China's bubble has just become so incredibly large uh, that it's hard to see how it can 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 be maintained much longer. So the, and then, so the third one, so number one is rising interest rates, which was happening. Next is this trade war with China, with Trump. And then third, <laughs> and, and then third is the strength of the dollar. Now, the, as the dollar gets stronger, the, there is an offsetting factor where the other currencies are crashing, like in, like in Argentina, 
their 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 currency is crashing, and Italy is on the brink of going down. So America gets stronger. You know, some of the tax cuts that President Trump kicked in is people want to invest in America, and as they raise interest rates, people want to bring their money to America. So they're all related. So interest rates, China, and the strong dollar. So what else do you see, Richard? I mean, how is it? How are they interrelated, and why, why should people watch out for it? Okay, well, so let's let's begin with interest rates. That's so important. Going back now, starting in the early 1980s, U.S. interest rates started moving lower and lower, and that's because inflation came down. Inflation came down starting in the 1980s because the United States started buying things from low-cost countries like China, and so the trade with developing countries pushed down the U.S. inflation rate. It drove down wages. It drove down the cost of goods that Walmart sells. The inflation rate started coming down, and so interest rates came down. Back in the early 1980s, U.S. interest rates were on a government bond yield was nearly 15%. Now it's 3.2%. So as interest rates came down, then this made borrowing more affordable for the Americans. So the Americans borrowed much more, and they spent much more. And that drove economic growth in America. And also, as interest rates came down, asset prices went up because it was cheaper to borrow money. You could borrow money and you could buy property. You could borrow money and invest in the stock market. It was very cheap to borrow and invest. And so asset prices rose to extraordinary levels now because interest rates were low. So the real danger is if interest rates move higher, and I'll tell you in a few minutes why I think they are going to continue moving higher. If they move higher, then credit's going to become much more expensive, which means credit will contract. And if credit contracts, the U.S. is going to go into severe recession. And at the same time, if interest rates move higher, then asset prices, like stock prices, will crash and the property market will crash. So that will create a big negative wealth effect. And that, too, will also cause the U.S. to go into severe recession. Okay, so, so that's, so, so that's so Richard, that's lesson number one. I mean, that's less, reason number one. The Fed today is right, raising interest rates. So when we come back, we'll be going into number two, which is this trade war with China, and China's crashing anyway, as you predicted a long time ago. And number three is the strength of the U.S. dollar, and a lot of it affects interest rates. So when we come back, we'll be talking to Richard Moore about the second two points, but you'll find out they're all related. Number one, rising interest rates. Number two, trade war with China. Number three is the strength of the U.S. dollar. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout, it is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate, and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. 
he and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. What is your number one expense in life? Your number one expense. It's taxes. And I've asked the question is, how come there's no financial education in school, but why isn't there education on taxes either? You know, they tell you to save money, which is stupid. They tell you to invest in the stock market, which is stupid. But what they teach you about taxes? So here we have Rich Dad Advisor, Tom Wheelwright. We're talking about his revision for his book, Tax-Free Wealth. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Robert. So what's the tax-free wealth about? What What's different this time? It's a rev revised edition. Well, so what we did was, is we ha this is the first major tax reform we've had in 30 years, 2017. Right. Was 86 was the last one. 86 was the last one back when I was in Washington, D.C. So many guys got wiped out because of that tax change. <laughs> they did. They yeah. did. It wiped out an entire industry, savings and loans. This new tax law is just as big, but in a very different way. It affects different industries. You know, the tax law is always a series of incentives. And the question is always, which incentives and which ones apply to me. And so the, the key to revising tax-free wealth was, what is it, what changed so much in this new tax law that we can absolutely take advantage of, I mean, seriously, the amazing incentives. For example, I mean, the bonus depreciation, for example, for real estate is unbelievable. You buy a, a, a million-dollar apartment, get a $300,000 deduction or more the very first year. So if you want to make more money and pay less taxes like Donald Trump and myself, Get Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth. Log on to richdadradio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime and anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our, all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And again, we archive them because we're an education company. We, have, we don't sell mutual funds or stocks or that kind of garbage. But anyway, we archive it so that you can listen to this program again because repetition is how you learn. And this program with Richard Duncan is worth listening to again, but also listen to a friend's family and business associates and discuss it. Because what he's talking about are the three immediate threats to wealth of the world today and Richard has been warning of this for years, but now it's coming true. And you can, once I talked to Richard, I was just in Bangkok a couple of days with, speaking with Richard for about two hours on stage, about 2,500 beautiful people. And it was fascinating to really get to in depth with him. So we don't have two hours today, but I came home to talk to my sweetheart, Kim, and I couldn't explain it to her. So I said, we'd have this program so we could talk to her, Richard. Any comments, Kim, before we go on? Well, I mean, Richard, your wealth of information, I just want to mention your website. So if you want more information, you could go to richardduncaneconomics.com, richardduncaneconomics.com. And he does have a great video newsletter called Macro Watch, and he's actually making a special offer for anybody of Rich Dad listeners. Um, you get it for 50% off. So highly recommend it. And, and Macro Watch is important because most people are mini micro watch. You know, they're, right. they're watching, the, like in Phoenix, they, they watch the economy of Scottsdale, how the how well the bars are doing. That's about as far as I go. Who's winning, you know, how the, how the Phoenix Cardinals doing, Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that's where most people's heads are at. So macro watch is essential for you might get the big picture of what's going on in the world because we don't, we, you know, I hate to say this, we live in a bubble in America. We live in this little fishbowl 
and we think everything is like America. So Richard, go back again to the three points. We have interest rates, we have China, and we have the strength of the dollar. So what more about interest rates? Well, so thank you for mentioning MacroWatch. Let me just mention, your if your listeners visit my website, richardduncaneconomics.com, and use the discount coupon code RICH, and they can subscribe at a 50% discount. Yeah, well, so that's very that, generous of you. They, they should, everybody should listen to you. So now interest rates. Going back to interest rates, the reason that I'm so concerned that interest rates are going to go higher is not just the fact that the Fed is increasing the federal funds rate, which they've been doing now since the end of 2015, very gradually. They've been moving it up by uh, a quarter of a percent uh, every few months. But the real thing that, it, that they are doing is they are reversing quantitative easing. You'll remember that during the crisis, they had three rounds of quantitative easing where they created three and a half trillion dollars and used that new money to buy bonds, pushing up the price of the bonds and driving down their yields, or in other words, driving down interest rates. But what they're doing now is the exact opposite. They're doing quantitative tightening. Rather than creating money, they are literally destroying money. They are literally destroying $50 billion every month. How, how are so they this, doing that? How are well, they destroying so it? When they printed money, they bought mostly government bonds and bonds issued by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And up until a year ago, when the bonds matured, they took the cash and they bought similar bonds. They just rolled the bonds over, in other words. But now when the bonds mature, instead of buying new bonds, they're taking the cash. So it's effect effectively they're selling the bonds, which means that uh, when they sell the bonds, they take $50 billion a month now out of the financial markets. Someone else has to buy those bonds. So they started this gradually a year ago, and they've been building up speed. It started off at $10 billion a month, and then in the next quarter, $20 billion, the next quarter, 30, the next quarter, 40. Now they're up to $50 billion. So in the first year, they destroyed $300 billion dollars, but now, during this quarter, they're going to destroy another $150 billion, and another $150 billion in the first quarter of next year, and $150 billion in the second quarter, and so on. So, in other words, they are sucking dollars out of the global economy, out of the financial markets. And when you destroy, when you destroy dollars, it means there are fewer, fewer dollars, and so it costs more when you want rent dollars. In other words, when you, interest rates move higher. So, so, that's the so really simply, it went from quantitative easing, which was printing money, and we're now in QT, quantitative tightening, which is destroying money. And and, and then does that raise inflation? No, that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't impact the inflation. Uh, it actually, but it actually drops it. Does impact the inflation is the next point. The reason that interest rates are likely to go higher, and that is because of the large tax cuts and spending increases that took place um, almost a, uh, roughly a year ago, the U.S. budget deficit is becoming larger. And also, the government is spending more money, so that stimulates the economy. And that, the, the greater stimulus would tend to cause more inflation. But also, when the government has to, the budget deficit this year, the year ends September 30th, it just ended recently, the budget deficit was more than $100 billion higher this year than last year and it's expected to keep growing higher. So that means the government is going to have to borrow more and more. And when the government borrows more dollars, 
that tends to push up the cost of borrowing, in other words, interest rates, and especially at a time when the Fed is destroying money so that there is less dollars in the market for the government to borrow. So those two things are also working together to push up interest rates. And the final thing is trade tariffs. And this brings us now to China. If the Trump administration has now put 10% tariffs on $250 billion worth of goods, these tariffs are supposed to go up to 25% starting in January. Well, if you put 25% trade tariffs on the goods China sells at Walmart, guess what? Those goods are going to become a lot more expensive. In other words, there's going to be more inflation. And when the inflation rate goes up, then interest rates go up. So that's another reason interest rates go higher. And just let me repeat, if interest rates go higher, credit will contract, causing a severe recession, and asset prices will crash, causing a severe recession. We'll be hit twice, doubly hard. So what was that again? Those two things is asset prices come down. And credit and contracts. Credit contracts. credit contracts. Because credit growth drives economic growth. In the United States, going back to 1950, every time credit grows by less than 2%, the U.S. has gone into a recession. That's happened nine times between 1952 and 2009. So we're just now barely growing a little bit above 2% credit growth. So anything that causes credit growth to slow down is going to tip the U.S. into recession. And the thing that's most likely to make credit growth slow down is higher interest rate. So when you're talking about China, who who is China has a crisis, who gets affected? Okay, so let's talk next. This is the second big threat to the global economy. China has the greatest economic bubble in history, in my opinion. For decades, their economy has been growing through export-led and investment-driven growth. In 1990, China didn't have a trade surplus with the U.S., and it was a very poor developing country at that point. But now their trade surplus with the U.S. last year was $370 billion, in other words, a billion dollars a day. And that export-driven growth has completely transformed China. But now this model of export-led and investment-driven growth is hitting a brick wall. China has become so large, and it exports so much, the whole global economy is simply not large enough to allow China to continue exporting more and more every year. The world is already saturated with you with Chinese goods, and that's why there's such a protectionist backlash all around the world against Chinese trade policies. And for those and who are listening in, as many countries feed China. I mean, they're, they're the resource-driven countries like Australia and Germany and South America. So if China backs up, the resource guys back up also, right? That's right. So China takes its $1 billion a day trade surplus with the U.S., and it uses about half of that money to buy commodities from the commodity-producing countries like Australia, Brazil, Indonesia, uh, on and on. And it also uses that money to buy capital goods from Germany, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan. And it uses that money to buy luxury goods from France and Italy. And it also allows hundreds of thousands, millions of Chinese tourists to travel around the world, boosting the economies of countries like Thailand. If that trade surplus goes away, then China is not going to have the money to buy those things from the other countries. So, so what, all the countries suffer. Real quick, what do you think about Trump's bluster and threatening trade war? What do you think about that personally? 
President Trump is correct that China has manipulated its currency and, and taken advantage of the United States uh, for uh, at least a couple of decades. Yeah, that's, a big, no that's a big point. That. Because what, what does trade, what does currency manipulation mean to a, an economist like you? What are they doing that the U.S. is not doing? So what they do, what they have done, and they haven't done this for the last few years, but up until recently they did, uh, their central bank creates their own currency, the Chinese yuan, and it uses that new money that they create to buy U.S. dollars. And that pushes up the value of the dollar, and it holds down the value of their currency. And altogether, their central bank bought uh, there, you can see this because it's reflected in their foreign exchange reserves, which increased from nothing to four trillion dollars. So they, so, so they, so they buy U.S. dollars and then they buy U.S. Treasuries. Is that correct? Bonds again, debt, credit. Right. That's right. Their main purpose is to buy the dollars so that the dollar stays high and their currency stays artificially low, so they can export goods cheaply to the United States and other countries. But once they have the dollars then they have to invest those dollars somewhere. They don't just bury them under the Great Wall or hide them all in a big safe somewhere. They want to earn some interest on them. So they invest those dollars in U.S. government bonds. And by doing that, that pushes up the price of the bonds and it drives down the interest rates on the bonds. Now, if, the trades, if their trade surplus becomes much lower, which is what President Trump wants, then they'll have fewer dollars. And so they'll buy less government bonds. And so that will stop putting downward pressure on U.S. interest rates. And in fact, that's another reason that U.S. interest rates would rise. Okay, as an economist, what uh, you know, from not from you, but here from other economists, that one of the great threats that China has is they'll start dumping those U.S. bonds. To is that possible? They'll they'll just start it, selling bonds, which I heard they started to do. It is possible, but uh, that's not the thing that concerns me the most because. If they sell the bonds, then they have to sell them to someone. If they sell them to investors in Germany, then the Germans will have the bonds. Uh, so if they make the price of the bonds drop, they'll just be damaging their own, uh, their right. own portfolio. So that's not the biggest concern okay. uh, that I have. To be fair, it must be pointed out that China, okay, it was man manipulating its currency, but it was doing this with the approval of the U.S. Treasury Department, which was run by a series of investment bankers from Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. They, they could have declared China a currency manipulator any time during the last 20 years, but they never did. So Trump, is, they, Trump is calling their cards right now. So that's right. And, 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 why, Trump, and, why, did and they, why did they do that? Why did they allow that? Because they make a lot of money. The banking industry, is, the investment banks have made a lot of money in China, and also the, U, the major U.S. corporations have benefited from moving all the, the manufacturing jobs to China because that has lowered their wage cost and increased their profits. And as the profits of the corporations have gone higher, then the managers' bonuses have gone higher. And so what you're saying right now, what you were saying on stage in Bangkok when we were there last week, you're saying that if China hits the wall anyway because it's been a bubble, then the economy is going to slow down anyway, even without Trump screwing around with them. That's right. But now President Trump and his trade advisor, Peter Navarro, 
they genuinely seem to believe that China is a truly a grave threat to the future of the United States. And it, it seems increasingly clear that this trade war is not just about bringing trade closer into balance, but it really looks like it's more about stopping China's economic rise altogether so that China doesn't become a military threat to U.S. global dominance. Okay, and so the third uh, item then is the strength of the U.S. dollar. How is that a threat to the world economy? That's right. Well, it's a threat because when the dollar goes up, commodity prices go down. When the dollar goes up, copper prices go down, and uh, all the commodities, food prices go down, uh, gold prices tend to go down, oil prices go down. So if you compare a chart of a commodity index with the dollar, uh, they're the mirror image of each other. The dollar goes up, commodities go down. So if commodities go down, that's going to damage the economies of all the commodity producing countries. So that's what and happened to Argentina, is that their, what, what is their uh, currency, is it the real? Or they got, they just had to get, take a $50 billion loan from the IMF, but their currency is worth less and less and less as the dollar goes higher and higher and higher. Well, they have also other problems of their right. own making in addition right. to the lower commodity prices. But yes, Brazil's economy has been hurt. I mean, all the South American countries produce commodities. And in fact, you know, all the African countries produce commodities almost. And Australia and Indonesia, much of Southeast Asia. So, but, but, and, 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 and Germany produces capital goods like equipment. Right. And as the commodity prices fall, then all of those economies tend to weaken, if not go into recession. And so their currencies also weaken. And as their currencies weaken, it makes it more difficult for all of those, the companies in those countries to repay the dollar loans that they've taken out. They've taken out a great deal of loans and denominated in U.S. dollars. So let me ask so, you this, Richard. Why in the world do these countries with these, I call them pesos, you know, weak currencies, why do they borrow in dollars? Well, it appears normally the dollar interest rates are lower than the interest rates in their own country. And then when so, the when the dollar strengthens, they get hammered. Is that correct? They that's can't. Right, they can't I, pay. They can't pay. It costs them more money if they're in real or pesos, whatever this. They can't pay it back. Then. They can't pay, but repay the debt. Yeah, that's right. So it tends to create a potential systemic banking crisis globally, or at least causes. You know, I, I, even I know that I'm not an economist. Why are these yo-yos doing that? I mean, don't they know they're being set up every single time? It's, it's, I mean, how stupid. Well, it's like the U.S. corporate corporations and the managers of the U.S. corporations. Uh, people who borrow the money feel they may not be around when the, when, the, when the problems occur. They'll get big bonuses and they'll get out, they hope, before the, before the bottom drops out. So when the dollar gets stronger, commodity prices go down. And they can't but pay back the loans. And they can't pay back the loans. And there's no offset that because prices are down, they're going to produce more, right? That doesn't offset. No, generally. I mean, it, to some, perhaps to some small extent. But when yeah. you have a very big drop in the price, it's, uh, it's hard to increase the volume of, of these things enough to make up for it. You said something before we went on air about this trade. You know, it, it was... Um, El Arian, Mohammed El Arian, who says, watch the trade between NAFTA, which was Canada and Mexico. Mexico. And you said something that was shocking. So what yeah. did you, what do you hear about this NAFTA deal that we don't hear about? And, and he said it specifically relating to China. 
and China will be affected according to what happens with Mexico and Canada. Yes, so it appears that there is a poison pill, as it's been called by Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, in these deals with Mexico and Canada, whereby if either of those countries strikes a bilateral trade deal with China, the United States can pull out of these new trade deals with Mexico or China, uh, with Mexico or Canada. So in other words, it prevents these countries from entering trade deals with China. And so this explains a lot about Trump's trade policies, also not only with Mexico and Canada, but also the European Union and Japan and Korea. It appears that he's going to apply the same tactic to all of our trading partners so that he forces them to choose between China or the United States. And once they've all chosen to do trade with the U.S., because the U.S. is the biggest buyer, then it makes it easier for him to uh, cause China's economy to go into crisis and prevent China's economy from overtaking the U.S. economy anytime in the near future. I mean, the most important thing that I've heard in recent weeks was the, the, the speech that Vice President Pence made. Uh, it was a 40-minute policy speech in which he attacked China across the board on numerous, for numerous reasons, everything from trade policy to repressing internal religions within China uh, to meddling in U.S. elections. It, it seemed to be that speech, historians will probably look back on that speech as a declaration of the Cold War between the United States and China. This is not just about bringing trade back into balance. I, it seems increasingly clear this is about stopping China's rise. But if they do that, then it really threatens not only to damage China's economy or throw it into crisis, but it, by driving up U.S. interest rates, it threatens to throw the U.S. into crisis. And by reducing Chinese demand for goods from all the other countries in the world, it has the potential to topple the whole world into a new Great Depression. So, Richard, you know, this has nothing to do with economics. This really is about war. This is really about nothing. Of, this is war. This is a power play. Well, I'm sure they hope that it doesn't turn into a hot war. Right. They feel that they have the advantage now because the United States buys $500 billion worth of goods from China every year, whereas China only buys $130 billion worth of goods from the U.S. every year. So this is a trade war. They think they can win the trade war. And by winning the trade war, they think they contain, can contain China's growth. Last so China will be a threat to the U.S. in the future. This is the last question, because when I was in Bangkok, Kim was in Russia. What is your opinion of Russia? How do they fit in to this whole picture? Well, so Russia's economy is not what it once was. The Russian economy is smaller than the Canadian economy or Italy's economy. So while it does still have a great deal of nuclear weapons and bombs, and it's a threat that way, and of course it's very oil rich, in terms of the global economy, demand from Russia itself is not particularly significant. That's very, very interesting. Well, Richard, I'm sorry to say we're out of time, but I'm really glad um, this was I, eye talked, opening. Thank I you. talked to you in Thailand. Once again, I want this is Richard Duncan. He's author, economist. He's author of the three books, New Depression, Corruption of Capitalism, The Dollar Crisis. His website is richardduncaneconomics.com, and he's a special offer. It's Macro Watch videos. I subscribe to it. You got to watch it because it's macro, it's not micro. And this is micro stuff is very, very important for Americans because Americans aren't micro, they're mini. 
You know, they they just sit around thinking, number one, U.S. is number one, U.S. number one. You know, the Patriots will win again. I mean, that's about the American mindset here. And for the MicroWatch video newsletter, um, uh, Richard's generously offering 50% off. And the coupon code, you just put in the word RICH, R-I-C-H. So, Richard, thank you again. And we'd like to have you back. And, you know, what your insights are, are priceless. So thank you. It's always great talking with you. Thank you, Richard. Thank Thank you you for educating our listeners. Thank you. And when we come back, we'll be going to our most popular part of our program, Ask Robert. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And you can listen to our programs again on richdadradio.com. And the reason we archive on richdadradio.com is, again, because we're an education company. We don't sell, especially stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs, even though they're hot today, because uh, we just sell education. That's it. So, and it's free. This is the best part about the Rich Dad Radio Show. So you can go to Rich Dad Radio. You can listen to this program again because repetition is how we learn. And then you can you can listen to the friends, family, and business associates and discuss. And if you listen to this program, especially this program with Richard Duncan, I want to thank him, you know, for his contribution to the world. Again, his website is richardduncaneconomics.com and is 50% off MacroWatch if you use a coupon code RICH. Then you'll be smarter. You see, and if you're smarter, you won't get crushed by what's coming. So he talked about the three things he's watching today, and I would pay attention to this. I would listen to this again and again because there's a big quantitative difference between quantitative easing and quantitative tightening. And you don't want to get caught in this vice. Many comments can before we go on. Well, you know, I love bringing on people like Richard Duncan, and I—I I mean, when my eyes, I couldn't my explain jaw, it to you, could I, I? No, you couldn't explain it. And he c- explains it so clearly. And I would recommend listening to the show again because there was a lot of information. But the piece also about the U.S. and Mexico and Canada trade deal—that he talks about this poison pill that if Canada or Mexico cuts their own deal with China then the deal with the U.S. is off. 
Yeah. I mean, that's nobody, nobody, where else has anybody talked about that? No place but here that I've heard. Well, Nobody's de- talking about well, that. Well, definitely not on CNBC no, or Money Magazine no, or those none of it. bubble vision publications. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, only on Rich Dad Radio do you hear such things. And now we're going to the most popular part of our program again is Ask Robert. And you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com. What's the first question, Melissa? Robert, our first question today comes from Michael in Richmond, Texas. Favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. It says, how did you and Kim get and invest on the right side of the quadrant with little to no money? That's a great question. The quadrant is about E, stands for employees. And 99.99% of the people going to school become out, come out as employees. Go to school, get a job. S stands for self-employed, small business, or special like doctor, lawyers, or accountants. That's the left side. The right side is big business, 500 employees or more, B. And I stands for professional investor. And I'm really glad you asked that question because on the B and the I side, you don't need money. If you can understand that one, you'll understand why rich dad is different than the other yo-yos on the other side of the quadrant where they tell you to invest for the long term in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You don't need money. So the reason we're into financial education is that Kim and I are always into a thing called the infinite return. An infinite return is where you don't need money to invest. And it's taken me a long time, taking Kim and I kind of a long time to understand that that's what we've been doing all these years. Like we founded the Rich Dad Company with no money. You don't need money if you have gone to real financial education. And that's why lesson number one in rich debt is the rich don't work for money. We don't want money. So once you understand the infinite return, which is debt or borrow or raise capital or reinvesting and using tax laws and all that, that's the big business and I side of the quadrant. It's called the infinite ROI. Comments, Kim? Well, the other big lesson from Rich Dad Portex, I hear this all the time, is how do you invest with no money? And basically what they're saying is, I don't have money so I can't invest. And the big lesson of Rich Dad Poor Dad is you don't say I can't afford it, you say how can I afford it? So I see a lot of people who use the excuse, and it's an excuse, I don't have money so I can't invest. Right, but we, what they we, don't have is financial education. Exactly. They and, went to school. And when we, that means for me and for you, I'm gonna, I'll speak for me, when, I, when we had no money when we started investing, I mean, it was, a, it was the best thing in the world because yeah. it, it forced us to get very, very creative. And, and, it figured out how and to And interest rates were 19% when we yeah. started. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. No, it doesn't. It and doesn't. that's what we're trying to say. Don't go to school. If you want to be rich, don't go to school because you learn stupid things from stupid people. That's what I want to say. You know, like my poor dad, go to school and get a job. Why do I want a job and pay taxes? Because the government needs you. That's why. Rich dad didn't say that. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Jared in New Jersey. Favorite New book, Jersey. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I like New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl, born right. and raised. So what was the question? So, <laughs> so Jared's question is, what is your advice for how to prepare for the possible financial collapse? Well, it depends on who you are, but it's a good question. Kim and I, since we met, right, Kim? We've yes. been saving gold and silver. Gold and silver is number one. Yep. Coins. Yep. We don't have ETFs. I don't or trust ETFs. ETFs are a ripoff. Mutual funds are a ripoff. You know, assets put money in your pocket, liabilities take money from your pockets. 
ETFs, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and insurance take money from your pocket. If you understand that one, you wouldn't touch it. So we only buy real gold and real silver coins, generally from a reputable coin dealer. And if you understand that one, because as I've said before, gold and silver coins are God's money. Government money is fiat currency, it's fake money. And today we have people's currency, people's money, which is Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and those things. So you have a lot of choices today. But don't be lazy. Don't sit there and listen to some financial planner tell you, well, I got a new hot stock, because stock markets go up and stock markets come down, but it's fake. It's all based on paper. You've got to have something that's real, like gold, silver, food, avocados, water, land. It goes to, it goes to real assets. I mean, gold and yeah, silver real? is real money, and we go to real assets. What's tangible? Know? Real okay. estate, businesses, yeah. avocados, Something you food. control. Wood, lumber. So once again, I want to thank you for your questions at richdadradio.com. I'm very sincerely, you know, honest. Kim and I do, don't use money. Rich Dad was started with no money. We buy property with no money, but we have financial education. Kim and I, unfortunately, both have college degrees. It kind of slowed us down. <laughs> so that was my poor dad. My, my mom and my poor dad believed in going to school, and my rich dad didn't. And that's the very biggest difference. My rich dad, the way he got his education was when he was 13 years old, his father died, he took over the family business. And his teachers were his accountants, his bookkeeper, his banker, his real estate agents. He had real teachers, not these fake teachers in school. So once again, that's the difference between rich dad, poor dad, and the rich dad radio show. So thank you for your questions. Thank you to Richard Duncan. You can submit your questions again to richdadradio.com. And thank you for listening to this program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.